just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break, no break, no break. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. <laughs> Mel, as usual, awesome stuff. We appreciate it, my friend. Always a pleasure. It's a highlight of my week, guys. Nine and one. Nine and except, one. Except for that. The pumpkin pie pick coming on Saturday morning, 7 to 10, ESPN Radio, Darian Mel. We can't wait for the best bet, the pumpkin pie pick from Fort Ball, because he will help you make a ton of money. Well, a good one. Once again, Mel, please sing the jingle. Hey, I need some money because I've got none. Joe Fort Ball will help you win a ton. <laughs> oh, love it. Like you see, does a lot better, though. Need some money cause I have none. Joe Fort and Ball will help you win a ton. Joe Fort and Ball will help you win a ton. To give you an idea of what my Saturday morning is like, I get up around 4.45 or 5 a.m. Pacific time. Shave, shower, because I've got to get ready for ESPN Bet Live which is on ESPN2 at 11 a.m. Eastern, right? But that's 8 a.m. my time out here. But before I do that, I go on with Dari and Mel, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. And that's pretty much how I start my day because everyone in my house is still sleeping. So I'm creeping around, shaving, showering, putting on a suit, getting ready for TV. And then I go on to talk picks with those guys. And that's pretty much the first thing I hear. Oh, my God. That is not exactly easing into your Saturday morning. It sticks in your cerebral cortex all weekend. You're just singing that song in your head all weekend. Mikey C., I'll tell you, those were some vocal stylings right there. (laughs) Not even, I mean, can can he try to hit a note? Nothing? Just, I need some money. Just going flat as could be. Wow. Mikey C., God bless him. I love that guy. Have you heard the L. Duncan, Mikey C. Christmas duet that they did a couple years ago? Dear God, no, and I I must now. Yeah. Where is it? I have to. Where is it? It better be queued up. Don't bring that up and not queue it up. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't set us up and not hose us. I really can't stay. But Mikey, you can smoke outside. I've got to go away. But Mikey, you can smoke outside. The cigarette has been been hoping you'd come blow. So very nice. One more help, it's not a My manager nice. will start to worry. The show is over. What's your hurry? The guys might want me on the air. Listen to me, he doesn't care. So really, I better scurry. Mikey C, please don't hurry. But maybe just a half a sig more. Throw that butt through my door. I should really head back. Mikey, it's bad in there. Say, what's in this pack? No drags to be had in there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are so red right now. The sprinkles work, your hair looks well. I ought to say no, 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 Just sir. come a little closer. At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense? Your lungs are fried. I really can't stay. Mikey, don't hold out. Mikey, but you Mikey can smoke, smoke outside. outside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
I wish we had four more hours. Tell Freddie and Harry they're off. <laughs> I want to talk about that for the next four hours. Oh. oh, my God. Okay, so let me begin with the first two things there. Oh, Elle has a beautiful voice. Stunning. I, I had no idea. Oh, my God. Elle has a beautiful voice. That that caught me right away. Um, Wow. In terms of content and lyrics. Uh, that was just extraordinary. I, you know what? I'm. This is where I get fascinated by the creative process. I want to know how the whole writing went of that. Who wrote it? Was there a collaboration? Were they in a studio together? Did they record separately? Who is producing that track? Who is laying out that you know certain notes are not being hit? I I can't get enough of that. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure it aired on Stu Potity, the podcast, the first time when, when Stu and the Lebertard gang were still here. Yeah. I want to say Mike A., who's Mike the producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. he was the producer of that. I believe he uh, had a big part in the collaboration and the writing of it, along with, like, Michael Lick Jr. And, uh, and L obviously was involved in it. Um, but yeah, it was a big thing. They did like a Christmas, they did an entire Christmas episode of music and that was like the, the hit song from it. Oh my, it's extraordinary. There's so much to love about it. I'm told Mikey A wrote it. Boy, that's brilliant work. That's a hell of a job. by Everybody who had a hand in that brilliant work, whether it's so much as writing all the lyrics or just someone who turned on the lights to let them in the room. Everybody affiliated with that deserves some sort of accolade. Just just listening to that for a second, though, were Mikey and L in the same room going back and forth on the same mic like a true duet collaboration situation would be. Like, She's above that. I would have to say no. You sure? I mean, he's that, probably I mean, that could be a little he's Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga while thing. He's singing. He's ripping heaters while he's singing. She doesn't want to be a part of that. She, nor, nor should she. <laughs> the cigarette breath. She don't. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Elle's probably like, I'm in if I can do it from the other side of campus. <laughs> if I can not be within 500 feet. <laughs> Boy, she can sing. Yeah. There's Holy a lot going cow. on there, man. There's a lot. that There's a lot. Like I said, you can tell Freddie and Harry to take the day off. I could break that down over the next four hours. Oh, my God. I, like, how do we What's not? What's the negative? Do you have a single? You and I are very good at finding ways to complain about things. I no. think that's kind of the hallmark of our show is us complaining. Yeah. Is there anything you can find to complain about with that? Nothing. I mean, it... It's uh, Will Ferrell's answer in old school. Nothing. Yeah. That, that was perfect. Yep. James Carville. Yep. <laughs> have at it, Hoss. No re- I have no rebuttal. Like, that's Jason Kidd the other night saying, why don't you write something positive? Yeah. Okay. I, you got it. That <laughs> was perfect. Was was perfect. Whew. In every way. Oh. What do we even do from here? I mean, Lunch? I don't know how to recover. Like, I'm supposed to talk about the Cowboys now after that? Oh, yeah. Uh, McCarthy having a hell of a year. Sure. Didn't you want to make him coach of the year? Let's get back to the complaining. No, I didn't (laughs) want to make him coach of the year. (laughs) Just since since this is hijacked segment, I I do want to get your take on something else that I asked you about yesterday. And I just destroyed Canty about the other day. So hold on real quick. Yeah. Even with me trying to pull you back onto the track, you are going to take the opportunity to just keep it off the track. I looked at the like. clock. There's yeah. two and a half minutes. 
You made we're the call. Keep, I, I think I think we're safer keeping it off the track. All right. So point. you and Candy are talking. All right. <laughs> so I, I on on the air. I'm driving home yesterday, and I hear Canty talk about Canty went and played at Virginia, and his wife of one year went to Michigan, and Canty was asked on the air if. Michigan is playing Virginia. Who are you rooting for? And there was a pause. And then he said, well, I I can't lose either way, really. Hang on a second. He's like, well, no, if, if, you know, if Michigan loses, like I'm going to be paying for it for the next week or two. And I'm like, you, you would just because it's your wife in that instance, you would not root for your own team. And I, I asked you about this yesterday because you had it over the weekend. And, you know, this business has is, is really broken your spirit in so many ways that it's harder to be a fan fan. But when the Eagles are playing the Bills the other day and you have a house divided right in the moment, are you running away from rooting for the Eagles because you don't want to cause yourself headaches for the next couple of days? You're, it's going to be that bad if the Bills lose? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Eagles, I'm just not being a jerk about it. Yeah. Like, if I was with my friends that I grew up with who are Giant fans or Cowboy fans or Steeler fans, right. I'm absolutely going to be a jerk about it. Yes. Uh, with my wife and the Bills, it's like, there's no celebrating. It's just that the Eagles make a play, you just keep your mouth shut. And it's not like even if I cheered, she would get mad. She's very cool. She's the cool one of the two of us. I'm, I think I've made it very clear I am not cool at all. But no, I just... You know, out of respect, what's the point? I got my Super Bowl, and when that happened, they were all there, her whole family, for my kid's first birthday, that they were all cheering for Philadelphia as well. I've always wanted to return that favor for them. Okay, that's that's fair, but I'm just talking about normal circumstances. My household, my wife's from San Francisco, she's a Giants fan, I'm a Rangers fan, they went head-to-head in the World Series 10, 12 years ago, and there was none of the... I really want to make sure that I keep everything straight with my wife. No, I'm rooting for my team. Like okay. I'm not, and I, and I. Are you at least toning it down a notch? I'm not in her face. Like I'm not that guy. But you know? you're you're but still yeah. celebrating. Yes, yes. Okay. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to celebrate. Ian Fitzsimmons is chiming <laughs> in right now on on this. Mikey C. Christmas Carol's uh, situation. Uh, Did you just drive off the expressway in Dallas when you heard that? No, look, I heard it years ago when they first did it, and I sent it out to my entire family, my mom, my brothers, cousins, aunts, uncles that I haven't talked to in 20 years. And this morning I actually got a request from my brothers going, where is the Mikey C collaboration with the dumpster burning heaters chugging down Red Bull's Christmas Carol? <laughs> it ain't Christmas until we get it. And so I actually <laughs> talked to Mikey C this morning. He sent them to me. My brother, who is, well, right for the moment with the Carolina Panthers, goes, now it's Christmas, right? So there you go, <laughs> my gentlemen. I mean, I literally almost drove the truck off the road hearing you guys talk about it when I just talked to Mikey C this morning asking for that very stinking song. Merry Christmas, America, from Mikey C and L. Duncan as the dumpster, where he just goes and fires his heaters up and about 48 Red Bulls. I'll hang up and listen. Love you, boy. (laughs) 
You know what I think is probably pretty nice for Evan, for Ian, for other people out there right now? Getting to experience us hearing it for the first time. Yeah, that's got to be. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'd imagine Ian's heard it a bunch of times the way he speaks of it. Evan, you've probably heard it a bunch. I never even knew that gold existed. Yeah. There's more. Do you want to hear some more? How yeah. Not? Yes, All right, please. Here, here, Eric has another one for you. Marlboro Light Oh God Smoky Night Hear me cough My lungs not right Flick the lighter and take a drag I smoke too I grew up in a uh, Presbyterian household where on Christmas Eve, we would all go to church together and that song would play near the end of the service with everyone lighting a candle and then holding it up in the air for the last segment. Those memories have been forever ruined by the memory that just now occurred with him destroying that song. I was sitting here waiting to try to find out what was the line that was going to substitute for Christ our Savior is born? <laughs> just how they drew it up back in the day. Just how they drew it up. Oh, also highlights crazy. the importance of L in the first one because that's just too much of him there. That singing, <laughs> like you can't even call that singing. Like I don't even know what that was. The last thing, I, I know we're late. Do you believe that Mikey C has somebody in his life that for Christmas gives him a carton of Marlboro Lights? He's got to, right? I would make the largest bet of my life yes on that. <laughs> Carlin yeah. versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know that I've ever been more impressed with Dak Prescott. What I say to myself is I really haven't done He's become one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. In the last four or five weeks, I've gotten to see more of their games, and I just want to say he's playing a position in a really impressive way. You beat the Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, and Lions. Each of the next five weeks, you're going to go on and you're going to win your division. You're going to go on and possibly grab a number one seed. You're going to have an MVP candidacy. Well, a stretch begins now where the next 11 days are exceptionally important for the Dallas Cowboys. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You just heard Joe there a moment ago give the next five games for the Dallas Cowboys. And they are all against teams that are 500 or better, something that they have not done. They have not beaten those kind of teams so far on their schedule. And when you look at what... The Philadelphia Eagles also have. It's not exactly like walking through the park the next three weeks, and then after that it softens up a bit. So when you look at the next 11 days, beginning with the Seahawks tonight, the Cowboys have an opportunity. The opportunity is there for Dallas to reclaim a chance at winning the division because you've got the Eagles, who last week had an exceptionally physical game off a short week against Buffalo. They have got San Francisco this coming Sunday, and then they have got the Cowboys uh, in Dallas a week from Sunday. Cowboys have 10 days off. They're at home tonight, and they are at home next Sunday against Philadelphia. Joe, right now, Dallas only has a 9.8% chance to win the division. The next 11 days can alter that dramatically. Oh, in a monster way. They're 7-1 to one to win the NFC East right now. If you think, and this is all you need to think about, you don't need to look at the entire schedule. You don't need to break every team down. Ask yourself this. Does Dallas win tonight against Seattle and next week against Philadelphia? They'll be hosting that game. They're currently a two-point favorite. If that happens, in your opinion, you should be betting them right now at 7-1. to 7-1, to because that price is is going to be gone. In fact, it's not going to be 7-1 to after they beat Seattle tonight. It'll dip a little bit, maybe plus 650, something like that. But then if Philly loses to the Niners, it's going to dip again. And then if Philadelphia ends up losing to Dallas next week, it's going to be a wildly different number. That's how you get good pricing. You have to see out into the future, make some projections, and if your projections come through and you buy at the right time, you're going to have a good price. If you are San Francisco and Dallas, this is the two-week stretch in which you flip the NFC upside down because Philadelphia is at a significant disadvantage. Not only is San Francisco going to get them on 10 days rest, Dallas gets them on 10 days rest too. That's back-to-back games for the Eagles against the next two best teams in the conference in which they will have a significant rest advantage against you. This is where San Francisco and Dallas have to find their way towards knocking Philly from the perch. Because if you can't do it here, I don't know when you're going to do it. This is as tactically sound as it gets from a strategic standpoint. Well, just as far as the Cowboys and the Eagles, 
Yeah. It would come down to, let's argue that they end up with the same record and Dallas beats Philadelphia next week. It would come down to uh, the games played within the division, what their division records are, and then after that it goes to common opponent games. So that would uh, play in some of the uh, other conference teams that they've played, and then they go to conference uh, in the NFC. So there are opportunities here for the Cowboys to do it. I in no way trust them with all of this right here in front of them to go and take advantage of it. See, that's not even a big ask, though. It's not even a big ask. Nine and a half point favorite tonight against Seattle. I know it's win not, that Joe. game and then beat Philly next week. It's not a big ask. Oh, we I think can't they get spend it done tonight. All week talking about Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate and Mike McCarthy's really turned this team around just to get to this spot and say to ourselves, "It's a, I don't know, I just don't think they can do it." We're not asking no, no, them no. to do hang that much. Second, but hang on a second. We, we acknowledge what McCarthy has done with this team so far this year against the subpar competition. We acknowledge what Dak has done so far this year with Mike as his offensive coordinator, which, frankly, they, if you're being objective about it so far, they don't miss Kellen Moore. They're scoring 31 and a half points a game. They're scoring 32 points a game. They're leading the league in that category. But this is where it's won and lost. And I expect them to win tonight because the Seahawks are in such an offensive funk right now and the Cowboys' defense is good. Where I will not give them credit is to expect them to go into next week and beat the Eagles on home turf. The future line, we had a future line on that game, did we not? Dallas 2. Dallas by 2 in Dallas which means if the game was on a neutral field, you'd see the Eagles favored by one. Accurate? Somewhere along that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Probably a little bit higher, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's metal. It's, it's, it's that uh, ability to summon what you have been able to summon before. And until you do it, I have no reason to trust you. I am an evidence guy. So why would I give Dallas the benefit of the doubt next week, even though... It's not that big of an ask. Situational. Again, 10 days to get ready at home. Philadelphia at the tail end of this brutal run. You're not going to get it any better. And, I mean, we saw this last year. They got Philadelphia at home with no Jalen Hurts, and they still tried to make a mess of that game against Gardner Minshew. Like, these are the games. These are the spots. Mike McCarthy, heads up against the elite coaches, is never going to be the guy to win the game. All right, he's never going to pull it off. He wins when his overloaded roster in terms of talent goes up against an inferior group and the talent wins the day. When it's even, that's when he gets beat. The San Francisco games, the Philadelphia games, when his talent isn't significantly better and he needs to outdo the other coach, he doesn't do it. This coming week, next week after the Seattle game, having the 10 days of rest against Philly, having home field advantage. If you can't take advantage of it there, we can't keep talking about these guys like they're legitimate. I've been trying to make that point forever. Go earn it in some way, shape, or form before we put you back in the conversation, which is what the whole network's done this week. Dak for MVP, McCarthy for this. I don't understand why. Beating the commanders, that's not the type of thing that gets you in the MVP race. One word answer, real or fake, the Cowboys can win the NFC East. 
real. Fugazi. <laughs> real or fake is brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real, keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more information, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. My friends, one conference has been in the college football playoff since its inception. One national champion quarterback thinks that could change in the final year of the four-team playoff. He joins us in moments after I tell you about this from our friends at Indeed. And I don't have to tell you that hiring is personal, but that doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes source, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And when you post a sponsored job on our platforms, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed, and that could match your job description. You can even then review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in, get started today, Indeed.com. Slash hire. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Second to last, college football playoff rankings have just been revealed. Number six is Ohio State. Oregon is now five. Florida State is four. Number three is Washington. Number two is Michigan. Number one is Georgia. Based on what we just saw, if you're Florida State, it looks like you're four quarters away from controlling your own destiny and securing a spot in the playoff. Looking at the games, looking at everything that we can to come up with what we believe are the right rankings, and we feel good about number one, number two, number three, number four. You know that you can catch all of the announcements on ESPN Radio this coming Sunday. The college football playoff selection rankings will be heard during the noon hour on ESPN Radio. And, of course, it will be carried live on ESPN. Complete reaction following immediately. And just as important... The big games are right here on ESPN Radio. The college football playoffs, semis, the Rose Bowl, the All-State Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day, and the national championship on January the 8th. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, welcoming in Greg McElroy, ESPN college football analyst. All right, Greg, before we go any further, let's just start with what your former coach, Nick Saban, had to say about the SEC and... It, the necessity, frankly, of its appearance in the playoff. I haven't paid a lot of attention to it because, you know, we don't really control that. We have no control over that. We have control over how we play, how we execute, how we prepare our team, and that's where our focus is. I think there should be some representation from the SEC, regardless of who wins the game, absolutely. I think this is one of the best leagues, you know, in the country. Uh, and if you're a one-loss team and you play through this league, Uh, I think you're one of the best four teams in the country. So there's some kind of way there should be representation uh, because of the league itself and the competition in the league. All right, Greg. So what's your take right there? 
Well, I, it's to be hard to, to push back on anything you said. I mean, I think the SEC, as far as the quality of the player, uh, as far as the quality of the coaching, um, I think it's probably top to bottom the toughest league. I mean, that's, that's the way I've always felt. I think NFL talent evaluators will reflect that thought. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they will be the most deserving. And I, I think that's the big problem right now is that the SEC is in a tough spot because Alabama could very well be their champion with one loss, and that one loss would also be coming to a contender uh, that's going to be a champion from another league in, in Texas, potentially if they can hold serve against Oklahoma State. So uh, while I certainly sympathize with Nick Saban's thought process, and I certainly share in his regard and, and admiration for the league, I, I think there's a real possibility that could be on the outside looking in. So are you just the kind of guy that wants to see the world burn when that happens? Because we know it is going to be explosive if the SEC does get left out if Alabama wins. Well, we've seen examples, though, in the past in which the Big Ten was left out. 2018, Ohio State was a 12-1 and Big Ten Conference champ, and they were left out in favor of Oklahoma. And Oklahoma that year, Kyler Murray was their quarterback, and they had one loss by three points. And Ohio State's one loss was by 28 points. Um, There was obviously no head-to-head, but Kyler Murray and company got the revenge win against Texas in the Big 12 title game that ultimately propelled them into the playoff. So, I mean, we've seen the Big Ten left out, and if there's any 1B to the SEC's 1A, it would be the Big Ten. And We've already seen an example five years ago where their one-loss champ was on the outside looking in. So it's certainly plausible. It's, it's kind of unthinkable given the SEC's dominance at the top of the sport in the playoff, in the BCS era. It's kind of a wild thought to, to kind of potentially live with, but it is a reality. And the committee's done it before, albeit not to the SEC, but to the Big Ten. So if they can do it to the Big Ten, they can certainly do it to the SEC. So let's say Florida State takes out Louisville in the ACC championship game this weekend. Two-part question. Will Florida State be in the 14 playoff? Should Florida State be in the 14 playoff? Uh, Yes and yes. Um, One, they will be in the playoff because they're an undefeated Power 5 champ that played a Power 5 schedule. Uh, With a win against Louisville this weekend, that would give them three ranked wins. Uh, one of which against uh, against LSU in the non-conference, who the committee greatly respects. Uh, one against Louisville, who's currently ahead of, of Tennessee. That's one of the better wins for both Georgia and for Alabama. And one against Clemson, who's in the 25-ish range, kind of comparable to that of Tennessee, which also compares favorably. So one, they have the resume to back it up. And two, you cannot tell me, after what we witnessed 10 years ago with Ohio State and Cardale Jones, the quarterback – is a sole indicator of future success in the playoffs. Because Cardale Jones, if you were to tell me the third-string quarterback could come off the bench for the Buckeyes and lead them to a victory against both Alabama and Oregon, and Oregon had the Heisman Trophy winner in Marcus Mariota leading their team that year, I would have said there's no way. But, but the team is bigger than one individual. And if we want to now start saying that we know better based on our evaluation of their personnel, and I'm talking about from the committee standpoint here, right, not, not my evaluation, the committee's evaluation, they know better than the results on the field than what kind of precedent are we setting? Does the regular season matter? Uh, should we even play the regular season? If it's really about the four best teams, then might as well take Bama, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and, and maybe Texas, and figure out who you want to leave out of the five, and let's play some 
some five, you know, five X round Robin where we crown a champion at the end of the day. Like let Vegas power ratings, Joe, as I know you'd like for this thing to go. Let them play. <laughs> Stop. The, let them pick the let them pick the the four teams in the playoffs. Let the NFL talent evaluators, let the GMs of the NFL teams pick the four teams in the playoffs. Like the regular season has to matter, and the results have to matter, and and whether or not Florida State has their quarterback or not should not matter in their evaluation. If they're undefeated, they deserve a chance. But, I'm not but, saying that they're going to win the championship, but they deserve a chance to play for one. It's Greg McElroy, ESPN College Football Analyst. Greg, to push back on that quickly, Joe and I were talking about this yesterday. Joe reached out to odds makers. The Florida State would be double-digit underdogs in virtually any game they would play against a myriad of opponents here in the championship round. So that's where I have trouble with the idea of not having the four best teams versus deserving. Totally get that. None of us want to be associated with blowouts. It's bad for the sport. Uh, I, as someone that will be calling one of those games, I don't. I don't want to be on the call for a blowout. I don't think the TCU Georgia game last year did the sport any services. But Ohio State was a two touchdown dog to Bama in thirteen. Bama was a seven point favorite against Texas this year. I mean, it's not. It's not unthinkable to think in college football after fifteen practices in the bowl season that you can't close that gap with self-assessment personnel development things like that i mean i look i if you look at bowl games every year every year in the bowl season every single year i know the playoff is slightly different because there's opt-outs all this other stuff in the other bowl games so you got to take it with a slight grain of salt but if you were to play a unit on the money line on the dogs across the board you'd win i'm talking three four five x every year i don't know the exact specifics but the underdogs perform really well in the postseason traditionally and not necessarily in the playoff but i think look i'm all for vegas automators makers i i very much respect their assessment of of how things could go but we also have seen auburn lose to new mexico state this year too and they were a 24 point favorite so crazier things have happened in this sport all right. That's incredible analysis. I just want to say that's a man after my heart right there. Yeah. And uh, you just gave me my entire strategy. How about that? <laughs> Bet every underdog money line. The dogs across, put a unit on the dogs across the board and all the non-playoff games, and you'll be in good shape probably. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> You're welcome, Greg. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> I did that one year in a pick'em contest. I didn't feel like going through every single game. It wasn't a major deal. It was just, you know, for fun. So there were like 60 people in it. I picked every dog and it ended up winning. And no one at the end would acknowledge. Like normally there's an acknowledgement of the champ and emails sent out. Not this one because everyone knew what happened and they thought it was cheesy. Do you think that that for me is a way to go here? Just Just in a bowl season, this is the strategy. Boom, across the board. Well, we got to eliminate the ones you're calling because this show is nothing if not above board and honest. Boy, you are so salty about this. You got to quit those gigs, man. I can't. I need to. I need to be able to bet those games. I can't have you out there calling these games, you can't lay building off a career, Beach getting in the way 16th. of my gambling. You can't lay off Myrtle Beach December sixteenth. Come on. I love betting the Myrtle Beach Bowl. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Temperatures getting low, but demand remains high. You need Indeed. Their all-in-one platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. 
Bingo. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Sneeze right there. Got it done. Well done. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Don't forget psst, the secret to winning game days this college football season, Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. Thursday Night Football, Joe, Pizza Money, next, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, we're going to rip off three more for you real quick for tonight's Thursday night game. Number one, Dallas minus five and a half in the first half of this matchup. Cowboys this year are the number one first half team in the business. They rank number one in first half scoring. They are nine and two against the first half spread. Seattle is 19th in first half scoring. They're on the road. I think they're going to struggle in protection. Dallas minus five and a half in the first half. And then two player props for you. Number one, Dak Prescott under three and a half rushing attempts. Dak Prescott under 12 and a half rushing yards. If you look at Dak's performances this season in blowout wins, he doesn't run a whole lot. And tonight, very well, could be a blowout win. They've won seven games this year by 20 or more points. In those seven games, Prescott is averaging two carries for 10 rushing yards per game. So the final three pizza monies, Dallas first half minus five and a half over the Seahawks. Dak Prescott under three and a half rushing attempts. Dak Prescott under 12 and a half rushing yards. And just to follow up from earlier, one of your other selections for tonight was the Seahawks under team total, correct? Under 18 and a half points scored by the Seahawks. Yes. And then I'll get this one in there. Oklahoma City minus one and a half in the first quarter over the Lakers. That is the card. I like it. I like it. It's a robust card. (laughs) Say that again. It is a robust card. It is a robust card. Last week, or last night on the Lakers front, I jumped on AD on rebounds and points, and it was rocking chair night. Yeah, those Sit are Sit back nice. and enjoy over early third quarter. Yeah, and those get are a, real nice. And you get a little concerned when that blowout's happening. Eh, maybe we're going to rest AD. No, 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 no. I had that happen the other night. I had over 19 and a half rebounds and assists for DeMontis Sabonis. The Kings were in New Orleans. He had, nine, I think it was 18 assists plus rebounds at the end of the third quarter. And then he didn't play a minute in the fourth because they were down oh. by like 30. Oh, come on. So I'm like right there. But that's that's why, and this is a good lesson for everyone out there. Inherently, there tends to be more value in the unders than the overs because injuries can happen. Things can happen that take a player out of a game. It's never going to happen that way for an over. You're not going to get an extra 10 minutes of game time outside of overtime, which you're already accounting for, right? Like, you're not going to be able to play 68 minutes in a 60-minute regulation game. Those things don't happen. And when you add up all the win totals each year for football, right, there's only 200 and how many games? Like 80? Mm -hmm. When you add up all the win totals, it's always a few wins more than are actually possible, 
So inherently, there tends to be value in unders. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Another reminder that the final college football playoff selection rankings are going to be heard live on ESPN Radio and seen on ESPN this Sunday. It's countdown to kickoff. It's going to take the official reveal live in the noon Eastern time hour with complete reaction following. And then, of course, the two national semis, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day, and then the national championship on January the 8th. I will not be doing any of those games, so you are safe to wager on those games. And and to be clear, it's just me that can't wager on the games I'm doing, not you. No, I know. But if you're doing the game and I talk to you about the game, that's a violation of company policy. And I don't want to put either one of us in that position. So I would prefer you just stop doing games so I can keep talking about what I want to talk about. What about if we put me in like a hermetically sealed booth like I was on a quiz show while you're talking about the game? How about that? I mean, I'm all for taking it right into the gray area. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I will walk it right up to that line. I will dance on the line, but I will not cross the line. You have never, ever in your life been about the spirit of the law. No, we are about the letter of the law, especially <laughs> yeah. as a graduated attorney. As you are. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Look, we can we can avoid each other. Some of these bowl games you're calling, you might be off uh, at the end of the month. So even then, if we don't interact with each other, we'll be fine. We're going to do it the right way around here. There's Look, I can lose money in a variety of ways. Yeah, I, don't I don't need, need to jeopardize our standing to lose money, okay? <laughs> I don't need your help, Carlin. I can yeah. lose money any way you want. Uh, exactly. As far as tonight's concerned with the Cowboys, this is the first of five consecutive games where they're playing a team with a 500 record or better. If I were to make you choose a percentage chance that you would give Dallas to win the division, being where they are now, two games back of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, if they beat them next week, you put them in a situation where you're going down a little bit further into the tiebreakers. What percentage chance right now are you giving the Cowboys to come back and win the division? Eh, Let's say somewhere around 40%, right? Like, based on the fact that they're two games back, I can't sit here and say 50-50. There's just a big edge already built in for the Eagles. So, mathematically, it's probably actually less than 40, but I'd say around 40. I think they have a nice strategic advantage set up with this game tonight at home. They should win. And then they'll have 10 days to get ready for Philly. And, you know, they hung close with them last time. Philly's 7-1 and one in one-score games. Eventually, that dam's going to break. And if Philly loses to the Niners this weekend, which is certainly possible, and then you get them next week, which is certainly possible... You're in a great situation. So sitting there at 7-1 to one right now to win the NFC East, I see value on the Cowboys in that spot. Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. So Cowboys minus 5.5 first half. Seahawks under team total, 18.5 for tonight. I am... On board with you, cowboy. Let's get it. The texts are going to be coming your way, if not. 
Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.